0: Motivational Monday on Justin, the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O for anyone out there trying to spell my bizarre last name, pun intended. <laughs> and today I have with me my beautiful, loving, kind, and generous co-host, Deborah Micus. How are you doing today, Deborah?
1: I'm good. And I'm actually really excited because... Um, I don't know if any of you heard the previous Motivational Monday, but Justin, we were sitting here waiting for a different podcast to start, which has been pushed back, so he um, asked me to just hang out for a second, and next thing I know, we're recording, and he started asking me some questions that I you know, hadn't really <laughs> pondered yet and really put me on the spot. It was fun, though, and I got to talk about it, but so he has agreed to let me interview him back. And so, um, it's my turn and this is literally minutes later. We just stopped the other podcast and we're starting up the next one. So he hasn't really had too much time to think about this, but I wanted to ask you, Justin, you know, this is motivational Monday. This, um, is obviously something that is near and dear to your heart. You started the whole concept and started a podcast specifically, you know, to talk about motivation. So what is it that really motivates you and gets you going and, you know, let's dive a little bit into what gets Justin going
0: I think the number one thing that actually inspires me when it comes down to it and i'm going to say it, and it's vulnerable And a lot of people are like I can't believe that that's the only thing that inspires you But money is a huge inspiration to me the freedom that money gives. I know it's not everything. It's not relationships, but it buys a lot of things that create memories and times with family and my stepdaughters and deborah And obviously there's things beyond that, like cars and four wheelers and tractors (laughs) and things like that, that I've always liked having. I mean, ever since I had Matchbox kids or Hot Wheels as a kid, or, you know, we grew up with four wheelers and stuff on a farm, it's in tractors, it's always been something that I, that I've wanted or dreamed about on a regular basis. You know, I can remember going to like county fairs with my aunts and, um, fairs with my parents and seeing all the tractors and different types of cars that were on the classic car shows and wanting all of those things and going to school in Potomac, Maryland and seeing all the the big houses and, and just wanting that not only for myself, but for my family. And the second part of it is, is I came to realize through being my own entrepreneur and, and mowing lawns and fields and, and running fruit stands and things like that as as I've grown up and starting my own business in college is that there's freedoms there that you can't get and you live and die by your own successes and failures. And it happens. There's been failures along the road for sure. Uh, some big ones that have cost a lot of money. But I watched my father work for someone else, then try to work for someone else, go through hardships of being fired without a cause and trying to figure out what to do with his life. My family being torn apart because he wasn't in control of his own situation because he didn't own his own business to going out there and then starting food service partners with Bob Dunn and then getting control of his own life and and being able to do the things that he wanted and having this, he was a different person. I saw him become a different person, less stressed, less aggravated, less worried, less on edge because what he did was his in his own control. The effort he put in was in his own control. And that really stuck with me. You know, we didn't go broke. Don't get me wrong. but. There was a few years there where our financial situation and life extremely changed and the stress that our family was under. And we didn't know if we were going to stay living in our house or have to move if he found another job. So when he did something on his own and life became his own destiny and his work ethic directly related to our success as a family, um, I think made a major difference to me. Um, so that's a major part of it. And like I said, like I'm all about quality time and spending time with people and I like the adventure of it. You know, it's why whenever I got a chance to go to Europe to play soccer or South America to play soccer growing up, I would go. And a lot of it was because I love soccer, but the other part is, is, I like seeing the world and I feel I have so much to learn and, and I love meeting people. And even though I'm introverted, I think that I have this thirst for knowledge and education and business provides that for me. Like I really have a drive to keep learning and I'm rambling on here, but I have a drive (laughs) to really lead and and want to lead. It's always been something I've wanted to do or had the ability to do, whether it was captains on the soccer teams or president of a fraternity or you know, whatever the opportunity I had or lead a project at work um, or be an entrepreneur and lead a company forward, success or failure, you know, I at the end of the day, it came down to me. You know, and while it sucks because in the failures, you take all the responsibility because you're leading as you should. It is my fault. I need to own that. But I think what inspires me the most is that I get one shot at doing this life and I need to live it to the fullest every moment that I have. And that means, you know, I have bad days here and there. I get moody, I get depressed, I get sad over things just like any other person. Our life isn't going my way and I can quickly get caught up in the entitlement of all that. But the reality is, is I'm, I'm also quick to realize that I'm very fortunate. And that I get one shot. So every minute that I'm wasting complaining or upset or sad or depressed, I'm wasting a minute that I could be bettering myself, bettering the world around me for my stepdaughters and my step-grandchildren eventually and their great-grandchildren. <laughs> You're getting and all down the road. But, it's, um, but I really talk about deep thinking. I mean, these are things that I think about. And I think you know, being able to change people's lives doing it, You know, I'm extremely inspired by that. Like, how can I help the people around me be better?
1: Okay, so let's let's go back a little bit. You started with the main motivator was money, but you went on and you talked more about that. And really what I was hearing, and you can tell me if I got this right or not, is, is money is kind of means to an end. It's an ability to create those memories because whether it's a house or trips or whatnot, or, um, and then, But you also mentioned like wanting nice things and who doesn't, right? But is there a part of, is the wanting the nice things, is that geared more towards just the sheer joy in, in those items? Or is there a part of that, that, that makes you feel accomplished?
0: Um, it's, I don't, I, obviously there's accomplishment in success, but it's not, It's not like that for me. Like, I genuinely just enjoy toys. (laughs) Like, I'm the kid who went from too many toys as a kid, probably because, again, I worked for myself, you know, made my own money. You know, I didn't get allowance from my parents. I had to earn the money that I had, but I spent it on things, whether it was video games or toys. And that doesn't mean I didn't save money along the way. That just means part of my inspiration to make money was because I wanted to buy the things that I wanted. You know, whether it was a He-Man doll or a new video game or a TV or whatever it was, or, you know, a basketball hoop like that was my job. And my parents did give me things. So let's not let's not they paid for a private school education for me and they paid for everything I did for soccer and my clothes and things like that. But the things that I wanted, the toys that I wanted, like I had to do that on my own. And that's what it is for me. Like I genuinely enjoy things I generally enjoyed the Mustang that I had like that was one of the funnest cars I've ever had
1: yeah it was sweet (laughs) (laughs) but on the other side too just so we let this out there is while Justin loves things he also loves to just you know I don't know you love to just spoil everyone he spoils everyone who's around him and it's truly it's so (laughs) it's just so nice
0: well, I love people
1: I know, but i I mean, I think there's a lot of people, right? They go out in the world, they make money, they do whatever, but not everyone is generous and I would say you are on the far end of generous, and so like what there's obviously something in that 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 brings you joy and so what what's that
0: I don't know it's um It's one of those things, I don't don't know, it's... You know, I'm generous to the extent of... Well, there's two generosities that I feel that I have. One is, like, I'm willing to give money to someone on the street or whatever. Uh, I'm not willing to give them $1,000, but I'm willing to give them a little bit of something to help them out every day. um, And be generous like that and donate money to causes, you know, that could be more than a thousand dollars in some cases, but it has to be something I believe in. And it's really not my, I don't donate because I want something to do something that I expect them to do in that way. I'm generous because, you know, I don't know what someone's going through. They could use the money for, you know, whatever bad thing that they do or whatever bad habit they have. But that's not my problem. My problem is to try to help the world be a better place And then if I can do it through small things, that's important, you know, and, you know, what I really should do more of is donate my time to things that I believe in. But I feel that if I can make money and donate money, that money will go a lot farther in the long run for things that I want to help with and, and contribute to, to make the world a better place. I think, you know, no one can argue that Bill and Melinda Gates don't make a huge impact on the world financially, but... One of the things that I do believe in is it's not about giving the mosquito net away. It's about teaching people to create their own mosquito net business and live off of that and create an economy. So I think generosity in that way is what I can do. Like, I need to be the best business person I can, I need to be the best leader that I can so I can pass it on to. Other people, so they can keep passing that on, because that's what matters to us as a human race. I think we've lost a lot of that creativity and leadership through technology. And I love technology. Don't get me wrong. Um, but the other part of being generous to the people around me is, um, it's a way that I show affection towards people. Um, it's a way that I show love towards people, and I don't know why obviously I'm loving and caring and kind and I can write letters and give hugs and and be present for people and make the effort. But there's something about giving to create memories, um, that are, it's important to me. It's mainly because that's the way I am. Like things that are given to me, hold value to me from people and, uh, that they thought of me or that they give to me. And so when I think of something and something reminds me of that person, I obviously give it to them because I think they should know that they're cared about. And every time they see that thing, they should know that someone gave it to them that cared about. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not about just giving the watch. It's about that every time you look at it, you know that I actually care about you. (laughs) You know, and that I gave you not something that I wanted. Because if I gave something to people that they wanted, that's still selfish. That's not really giving. Like, it has to be something that the other... That doesn't mean don't surprise them with something random, you know? But it also means taking into account that the type of person they are and giving to that. Like, I love giving to Zoe. She loves CrossFit. I love giving to Maddie. She loves Harry Potter. So, what do we do? For Zoe, we went to Minnesota, and we did a CrossFit of uh, the Granite Games with her for, you know, four days and three nights. Why not pay for it? Like, why not give that? And Maddie loves Harry Potter, so her birthday, we, you know promised her a trip, we'd go to New York and see the two Harry Potter Broadway plays. So that's what we did. And like, you know, it's money. Could the money have been used for something else, education, whatever, but that's not going to create a memory or a moment or, or something that truly lasts the rest of your life. Yes, education lasts the rest of your life. Don't get me wrong, arguably. And, you know, but I think it's about, you know, the things that are important to people. You know, and, and recognizing what people like and giving to them and that so that they know they're loved. I don't know. It's just a part of who I am.
1: Well, on the generous front, you mentioned that, you know, maybe you should give more of your time and that you give to things because you care about them. But I would like to a little bit point out, in case you've forgotten, that what we're doing right now, that you have created this podcast 100% out of your own generosity And wanting people to be able to tell their stories, to tell the good, the bad, the ugly of being an entrepreneur. So they can all kind of have their own community where they can tune in, listen and hear and kind of get some free knowledge, free education, a background, maybe other companies to call and network with. And so I think you do give your time.
0: (laughs) No, it's true.
1: Yeah. Um. So, I mean, that's a big one. But anyway, so, I mean. So crying, (laughs) well, it's kind of you, you know, it's a big thing and it takes a lot of time and it's a very vulnerable thing to do as well, because not only, you know, uh, are you asking people to tell their stories, but you also on a regular basis kind of chime in and share yours too. And, but I think when we really get vulnerable is where we really have the ability to learn and grow and have those true connections with people. So you create, you've created that platform. Yeah.
0: No, and I agree with that. And, you know, I think um, a lot of things that, you know, people go through and in, in giving, people mistake it as they're making up for something or they want people to like them. You know, I think maybe there was times in my life that I wanted people to like me or, you know, I balanced a thing, but it's just through everything that I've been through or what we've been through, it's not like that anymore. I give because... I like to, and whether the person likes me or not, that's not really my thing. Like, it I can't control that. So, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I feel it. I don't know how to explain it, but I feel it in my soul. Like, there is a part of me that knows that, you know, whether it was instilled in me, whether I was born that way, whether it was educated into me, I, I don't know. But there's a part of me that wants nothing more Than for people to be happy and have joy. And I don't. When they're generous. You're giving something to people. But in giving people things. In some ways. you know, It doesn't mean that there's not tough love there. Where I'm trying to help people. Be a better person. It just means we're taking a pause. To stop and enjoy life where we are. I think that has a lot to do with giving. Um, It has a lot to do with. Having the money to do that. Like. You know, if Maddie or Zoe ever needed something and needed surgery or or had an emergency and needed money you know i'd I'd want it to be there you know that's a huge inspiration and if I had ten cars and needed to sell two of them, I would sell them If I had one car and I needed to sell it to help them, <laughs> I would do it you know and that's it wouldn't even cross my mind twice what the right thing to do would be was to do that. Okay. Like it's not, while I say money's my motivator, the reason for having it is the ability to maneuver in a time of necessity. Like it, it's proven to me through what I've been through, through past relationships, things like that, that having it gives you the ability to maneuver and find freedom and, and take less stress off of situations. Um, because when you're not worried about that, you can worry about actually the task at hand which is how to move forward.
1: Okay, so talk a little bit about like how the rubber meets the road. So I get it, you know, a lot of people want money and that can be a motivator. But how do you actually bring that into action because wanting it obviously is not everything, right? Like you've got to take steps and it's a, you know, what is it that you do? Do you have a mantra? Do you have a some way that Is it a way, is that just the thought process of that, that makes you go, gosh, I really need to hone in and focus on what I'm doing? Or does it help you prioritize? Like, where does the rubber meet the road in bringing that motivation into how you live out your life?
0: Well, I mean, it's been lessons and and things learned for sure. Um, But how do I go about it? What actually inspires me is... I mean, I vision the things that I want or or see, and when I have something while I, I mean, I have a fault, and that fault is is probably one of the things that benefit me is that I'm once I've accomplished a goal, I'm like, okay, I accomplished it, and I've already set the new goal. I don't take a lot of time. I try to celebrate the things in my personal life, but when it comes to work and money… I don't really celebrate the things as much. I'm I'm always on to the next thing. Okay. We accomplished that. Now I need to do this to accomplish my long-term goals or my visions. So that there's a lot of that. It's just the not being satisfied, the not feeling fulfillment in my work life, that it doesn't make me unhappy. And I don't want people to get confused. It doesn't make me depressed or doesn't make me sad or doesn't make me go through a midlife crisis. What it does is it just continuously to drive me. And it's just always been that way. And, it's, and it has to be that way. And, and here's why. Like anything you do, like let's talk about mowing lawns. Like I mow the lawn today and the damn thing grows back a week from now and I got to mow it again. So my goal is accomplished. Love- I love it. But I've got to go accomplish it again every week or every other week depending on what time of year it is and how fast the grass grows. But it's, that's what it is. And so I think there's growing up on a farm and, and with my parents and who they were, there was an instilled work ethic. And I thought that work ethic would carry me through everything. And it carried me through a lot of years. But what I didn't have was the skills. One is I didn't have the confidence to understand that people didn't need to like me. They just need to be led that took me a while to understand. And it took a lot of experience and a lot of reading books and love my educations and my MBA and, and my bachelor's degree, but they didn't teach me anything other than the basics of business. They didn't teach me how to be a leader. They didn't teach me how to be a manager. They didn't teach me about how to get through the tough times in life. They didn't teach me about how work ethic still means sometimes you get knocked down. You know, there were classes that I worked my behind off of and I still got a C (laughs) minus still. And it's just one of those things where it's not, you know, understanding your faults help you work harder, but it's not work ethic that gets it. You through it. It's also, self-reflection I think is a huge part of being motivated like I have to look at myself every day what did I do wrong what could I have done better how can I be better tomorrow and how can I help the people around me and that's my number one motivator honestly is it's Yourself. not only bettering myself and being a better person but I want to be a better person for everyone around me you know I want to be a better coworker. I want to be a better leader. I want to be a better manager. I want to be, um, a better, you know, boyfriend, stepfather, whatever you want to call it, like son, whatever. And I've had bumps in the roads. Don't get me wrong. I've taken step backwards in my life. So I guess if I were to think of one phrase that really comes to mind and it's going to go back to another Motivational Monday and it's Rocky Balboa and it sticks in my head every time I feel I've gotten knocked down and that is that nothing hits harder than life and that when you know our only choice I'm going to mess up the quote because I can't remember exactly (laughs) but nothing hits harder than life and it's about getting back up uh, from every time you get knocked down and so that's what motivates me and the willingness to get knocked down like i go in full force i'm all in everything i do i put 100% of myself into it and
1: <laughs> getting true.
0: knocked down is part of it but it's really the hardest part is picking yourself back up every time getting knocked down is easy quitting's easy but i don't like to quit and i don't like to give up And I'd like to get up every time. And God knows, like I've had a lot of it, not as bad as some people, but for me, it's been hard at times. And so that's what I do. I just, what motivates me is knowing that I can get back up, knowing that no matter what happens to me, I'm never going to get knocked down permanently.
1: Well, I think that's pretty much sums it up. So, Thank you, Justin, for being vulnerable with us and sharing with us your motivation and what gets you going and going there with us. So thank you so much. It's been great.
0: Thank you. You want to close it? I can't. I got tears at work.
1: (laughs) All right. I'll give it a shot. So we don't, you know, ask for money or charge a subscription, but if you like what we're doing, spread it around, and thanks for joining us. See you next time.